Hello everyone, I'm Grace and I'm a freshman at King's High School and for my English project, I am doing a podcast on the book Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. It is a shame-free plan to achieve your goals and I thought people really, really needed to hear this so I annotated some stuff on the book and now I'm turning it into a podcast so I really hope you enjoy. So her introduction is what if, you know, everyone has that what if, what if I tried out for that sports team, what if I decided to go to that youth group, even big things like what if I wanted to start my own business, become a lawyer or a doctor, well hold on to that, why do you want to achieve this goal, know your why, so the Netflix show Cheer There's a part in the series where they're going to their showcase and they say, know your why. Because that sport, competitive cheerleading, is very, very, very intense. And they practice a ridiculous amount of hours a week. And they are saying, know your why. Why do you do this? Why, what are you thinking of to make make yourself go more, make yourself go the extra mile, make your push yourself, you know, like that is why they said know your why, because there are some times when I did competitive cheer that I was seriously just like, oh my gosh, I just want to walk off the mat. Like I am so tired, but I told myself why I do this sport and it made me push harder. So know your why. So the first part, there's three sections to Rachel's book. And the first part is excuses to let go of. Um, And I want to introduce you to some of the ways that she talks about. So excuse number one is I do not have time to achieve this goal. When I was annotating in my book, I had a pencil that said make it happen. And I wrote down that the pencil did not say make it happen when you have time. I thought that was really funny. So Rachel talks about five to strive in this chapter. Um, This is when you set five hours aside to work on your goal. So, um, I know some of you are probably thinking, well, well, five hours, that, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot for me. So, I'm going to break it down for you. So, you guys, there are 168 hours in a total week. Now, I know some of you guys are like, yes, but I'm very busy. So am I. Um, and part of being busy is sleep in school. So, you, your body needs sleep and, you know, I would say probably 70% of the people who are going to be listening to this attend school, you know, because most of my followers on Instagram are from my school. So um, school and sleep. And when you take, you when you have 168 hours and you take away, you know, seven hours is about the average sleep we get and seven hours is about the average school we get, we go to. So I took those away um, out of 168, and that leaves us with 74 hours left. So you have 74 hours left of free time. Now, some of you do sports, so do I. The most cheer I've had in a week is 30 hours, and that leaves you with 44 hours left. And then the average homework we do a week is five hours, and that leaves us with 39 hours left. And some of you work, and the most we can work at this age is 18 hours, so that leaves us with 21 hours of free time. 
That is almost an entire day. I think you can set five hours aside to work on your goal. And set a plan for yourself. It doesn't all all have to be at once. Like for me on Wednesdays, I go to school, I go to track, I have about 20 minutes to eat dinner with my family, and then I get picked up for church. So I can't look at Wednesday and say, oh, I can't work on my goal this whole week because Wednesday's totally shot. Well, I know Wednesday's totally shot for me every week, so I'm going to look at days like Thursday, I have nothing, and on the weekends, I usually don't have anything during the day. So I, I, I take that time, and I spend it with my family. I spend time with God, and I recently, my goal has been working on this podcast. So pretty much every weekend for the past you know three or four weeks, I have been working and filming this podcast. So, so yeah, so I've been taking taking my free time instead of, you know, watching The Good Place on Netflix, I've been working on my podcast. So just something to think about. And then excuse number two, thinking you are not enough to succeed. You guys, no, no, no. You are enough and you are amazing and do not let anyone tell you less. All right. Um, What are the advantages of not achieving your goals yet? The yet matters, you guys. You are enough. Yes, you, whoever's listening to this. So stop beating yourself up for not being on the other side of that yet. Be Not being on the other side of that yet is like a writer with a blank page. There's so much that can happen in a page. And the writer cannot beat themselves up for not having anything written when they don't have any ideas. You know? Um... Rachel says, friends, personal growth is supposed to be personal. It's not one size fits all. She also said, be strict about your goal, but flexible about how you get there. Don't be hard on yourself, you guys. People do things in different ways. And do not compare yourself. Um, So I'm going to talk about a time that I compared myself and it almost ruined an amazing experience for me. So I competed for Miss Teen Ohio in November And most of you know that I'm a model, and I feel like modeling and pageants are two completely different things, and I just really thought I was not fit to be there. All the girls were so sweet and so nice, and I knew that I was a good person. I just didn't feel like I belong there, so um, I really compared myself, and I told my mom, I was like, I just don't know if I should do this I just feel like I really do not feel like I belong here and then the girls were so sweet and so nice and they really helped me out and I made some amazing friends and had I allowed myself to compare myself to them I wouldn't have had the amazing experience that I did and made the friends that I had if I were to just have compared myself so if you compare yourself you will likely miss out on great opportunities and amazing experiences so do not allow yourself to compare yourself so yeah um excuse number three what will they think so my favorite page in the book is page 73 where the flow chart is so um excuse number three is what will they think and this is other people's opinions other people's opinions, a flow chart 
I love this so much. I took a picture of it and I wanted to make it my screensaver. So, someone has an opinion about you, right? Okay, so that's the first thing. Do you actually, did you actually hear them say it? If you answered no, then don't worry about it. If you answered yes, do you actually know this person? If you answered no, then don't worry about it. If you answered yes, do you value their opinion? If you answer no, seriously, don't worry about it. If you answered yes, did they offer that opinion with love? If you answered no, oh crap, definitely don't worry about it. If you answered yes, was their opinion helpful and constructive? If you answer no, then don't worry about it. If you answered yes, give it some thought, decide what's best, and don't worry about it. So, if you got nothing from that flowchart, I'm just going to say this. In all capital letters, don't worry about it. So, here's a quote from Rachel. When other people's expectations start to dictate your actions, you're lost. Your dreams, hopes, your sense of self, it all gets lost. It all gets lost. So, why don't you want to pursue your dreams? It's not a fear of failure. It's a fear of what others will think. And you should never allow what other people say to dictate your actions and how you get to your goal. Ever. All right. Excuse number four. Don't ever say it's been done before. Yeah, I might have, but not by you. Rachel says, don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of never achieving anything at all because you were too afraid of trying. You can't look at failure as failure. You have to look at it as a way to learn. So an example for me for looking at, as, looking at failure as a way to learn is I'm a competitive cheerleader and most of you know that I just do standing tucks everywhere and all the time. And I think they're so much fun. But I think what most people don't know is that it took me forever to get that skill. Um, it probably took me between two and two and a half years to really, to really get that skill. And I would, you know, do a runoff tuck and then my coach would give me a really heavy spot on my standing tuck. And then eventually it got to a point where I could do it by myself. And then I would like touch down, put my hands down, land on my head. One time I landed on my neck. That was not fun. But never once did I say, all right, I'm failing and I, I quit. I give up. I'm just not going to have this skill. No, I said, I'm going to keep doing it. And I, I told my coaches and my mom, I was like, I'm going to keep doing it until, you know, I, I can't do it anymore. And I would just do standing tuck after standing tuck after standing tuck in the gym until I would literally be like, okay, I, I don't think I can do any more today. I'll just go back to it tomorrow. And, but I, I never said that, that I was failing and that I was going to give up. I said, well, you know, I'm throwing my head back a lot and that's why I'm cutting my standing tuck short or I would just, you know, I wouldn't set up, I would set back and that's also why I would, you know, land on my head. So, and my coaches would give me this constructive criticism and I would take it and I would do it a hundred times better in my next, in my next tuck. And I just kept pushing and kept going. And now I literally do them all the time and they're so much fun. 
So you can't look at failure as failure. You need to look at it as a way to learn. Because you never learn anything unless you fail. Because then you can learn from it. So um, here is my favorite quote from the book. A goal is a dream with its work boots on. I literally, I love that. So Rachel talks about 10 years, 10 dreams, one goal. So 10 in 10 years. So I'm 15. So in 10 years, I'll be 25. And I am thinking big goals for myself when I'm 25. You know, big dreams, big goals, right? Um, and for me, at age 25, I probably want to have a really good high-paying job, um, most likely in therapy. So I want to be a therapist. So I hope that at age 25, I have a job or I'm owning my own business to where I can be a successful therapist. So that is my 10-year vision. Um, so then 10... 10 dreams, so I turned those 10 years from now into 10 dreams. Write them down and make them sound like they already happened. And then one goal. Think about a goal that will get you to your 10-year vision the fastest. Be specific. How will you measure your progress? You have to know what you're, like you can't make your goal very broad. Like, Losing weight is very broad. Say like, I'm going to eat better or I'm going to go to the gym more or I'm going to run more. Like, Be specific and make sure you're measuring your progress so you know how far along you are. So, I hope you enjoyed Excuses to Let Go of. All right, so the second part of Rachel's, Rachel's book is Behaviors to Adopt. So her first one is build a foundation for success. She says it doesn't matter if you're motivated to achieve a goal if your day-to-day life is going to sabotage you before you get very far. Um, You have to do the initial work to move forward, right? Um, And she talks about pouring into others. So... um, she uses this vase analogy to where you're pouring into others and pouring into others and pouring into others. And eventually, when you're pouring into others along the way, you tip over and all of your water spills out. Now, I'm not saying that pouring into others is a bad thing, but sometimes you need to focus on yourself. She says that letting your vase overflow and letting that water of your vase overflow into other people's vases. It's what is what is going to help you and other people the best. If you let your vase overflow and let the water of your own vase overflow into others is what's going to be best for you and other people. So, um, right here she talks about five to thrive, which this is very good and I think a lot of people need to hear this because it's it's really going to help you in your overall being. So the first one is get healthy, hydration. I have water right here. I'm going to take a sip. So, yes, hydration is very important. Um, she says drink half your body weight in ounces every single day. So, for example, if you weigh 100 pounds, 
Divide that by two, that's 50. Don't drink 50 pounds, drink 50 ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, drink 50 ounces. There you go. So wake up earlier is the next one. One hour. This can count as your five hours to work on your personal goal. And usually when you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get this done, for the rest of the day you have that mindset that you're going to really get it done and you're just going to push through and get it done. So the more you have that mindset early on in the day, it will help you later when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm tired, I don't want to do this. You'll you'll feel like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to get this done. So really, really be thinking about that and wake up one hour, one hour earlier An example for this, for me, is I really like taking morning showers. It really wakes me up and gets me energized. And actually, it makes me be ready earlier, as crazy as it sounds, because most of you know I take like 45-minute showers. I don't know why, but I do. And I wake up earlier, and I get in the shower, and it makes me ready to go. And I'm just ready, and I have all my stuff, and I'm just ready to go for the day. So if you wake up one hour earlier, you're going to be ready more. You're going to have stuff done. You're going to feel accomplished. So wake up one hour earlier. The next is give up one crappy food element for 30 days. I love this. So in my church, we talk about fasting. And it necessarily does not have to be food for fasting. But um, last year's fasting, I fasted chocolate. And it was so hard for me the first like week because all I would do is crave chocolate but then eventually it came a habit to where I I didn't eat chocolate every day so when you do that it will it will be it will become a habit so when you take something out of your life that is bad it will become a habit and you will do it daily so that's why she did that and then the next is move your body 30 minutes every single day same rule applies if you do that every single day for you know a week it'll be kind of hard to you know like get off the couch and do all that but then eventually it'll become a habit to where you are moving your body 30 minutes every single day and then this is my favorite last but not least practice gratitude daily write down 10 things you are grateful for write things down that happened today They don't have to be big accomplishments either. They can just be like your blessings, like your family or your dog. Write things down that you are thankful for. Um, She said, if you spend your day looking for blessings, you'll find them. Um, Her next section of the book is, or her next little, you know, behavior to adopt is build a great community. Um, I I love this quote and the next quote I'm going to say, um, you are a combination of the five people you hang out with the most. I'm going to repeat that because I really, really want people to hear this. You are a combination of the five people you hang out with the most. And then I love this one. If you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I really... If you need to hear that again, please go back and listen to that because I really want people to hear that. So, um, yeah, surround yourself with people who help you grow and want what is best for you. Choose a great habit, something healthy to get used to. Do what is harder to get what is better, okay? Do what is harder to get what is better. All right, this is... 
This is the next little point of behaviors to adopt. Stop allowing them to talk you out of it. Stop allowing them to talk you out of it. Don't feel guilty that you spend time working on your goals even if it inconveniences others. Um, the other day I went out to dinner with my dad, me and my sister did, and I was like, listen, I'm so, so, so sorry, but I have to get back and I have to work on this podcast. And he knows how passionate I am about this and getting this to you guys. So he was just like, all right, um, we'll make this a speedy dinner and you can get back and you can work on your podcast because I did feel guilty that I was cutting into, you know, his time. But in the end of the day, he knows that I am very passionate about this. So he let me do do that. And I shouldn't feel guilty because I want to work on this. And I want to, this is my goal and I want to pursue it. So if you want someone's approval, people change because they're inspired by someone else's example. People change because they're inspired by someone else's example. Yep. Someone can change their mindset of you if you show them that you're capable of achieving what you strive for. People are at different places in life and if you are chasing your dream, you cannot allow the negative people in your life to bring you down and it is not your job to bring them back up. It is not your job. Rachel says, it's your job to show up for your own life. I wrote that in all caps. That's kind of why I'm raising my voice right now because I wrote in all caps. And fight for your own dream. It's your job to show up for your own life and fight for your own dream. Your job. The next point of behaviors to adopt is ask yourself if this person should really be in your life. Rachel talks about um, if that person does not want what is best for you, You either have real problems or that person just really doesn't belong. So um, I I really want you to think about that, you know, because it's kind of it's kind of a heavy topic. Like, oh, man, I'm really close to this person. I thought they really cared about me. But what if they don't? What if they don't want what is best for me? I, I think you need to ask yourself. Do we have some issues that we need to work through? Or does that person truly belong? I I really want you to think about that. And if you need to pause the video or pause the podcast and listen to that, please do that. Um, I'm going to keep going. So her next thing is learn to say no. Rachel quotes Jen Hatmaker who says, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. I love that is my, I love that. I love that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. If everything, I love this and I'm going to repeat this twice. If everything deserves your attention, you'll never find focus. If everything deserves your attention, you'll never find focus. That, that's, yeah, that's, that is so accurate. Um, she says, if you allow other people's 
If you allow other people to dictate your schedule to you, they absolutely will. So, in other words, get your priorities straight. <laughs> um, so, and then learn to say no. So this is kind of a part of the learn to say no. Only touch it once. If someone invites you somewhere, say yes or no the first time. Not maybe. <laughs> Only touch it once. If you know you can commit, then say no. And if you know that you can, but you're kind of like, mm, I don't want to go because I don't want to watch that movie. Well, that that's not, that's not, that, that does not mean you shouldn't go just because you don't like the movie. You should spend quality time with, you know, people that make you happy. Surround yourself with people that make you happy. Just because you don't like something that they're doing doesn't mean you can't go. So say yes. Don't say, oh, well, maybe. And then think of an excuse to get out of it later. Just say, just say, yeah, sure, I'll go. Or if you can't go and you're like, well, I need to do this, but I really want to go. So maybe. Well, if you can't go, then you can't go. So say no. Be honest about what you can commit to. That's kind of what I was just talking about. So, I hope you enjoyed Behaviors to Adopt. Alright, and we are at the third and final part of Rachel's book, Skills to Acquire. And her first one is plan. When you have a goal, know where you're headed. So, she has this roadmap strategy. And you're going to start at the finish line. So your, your finish line, right, is going to be your big goal. So your finish line is your big goal. And think about the point that comes right before that. And that's going to be your, your last marker. And then think about the one that comes before that. That's going to be your second marker. And then think about the one that's going to come before that. And that's going to be your first marker. And then think about what you have to do first, and that is going to be your starting line. So you have these three things, right? So my end goal was this podcast, um, right? And then the thing that came right before that was, all right, I got to press record, which um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. It took me like 10 tries just to, pre to press record and say my name because I didn't like the way I was saying it. So... For me, my my third marker was press record and get past saying my name. <laughs> so um, I did that. And now second marker for me was annotating the book. And I got about halfway through the book before I really decided and committed to doing this podcast. With that being said, I had only I hadn't started annotating yet, so I had to go back and reread the first half and annotate it. So, then my first marker going backwards was just opening the book. <laughs> because I'm not really a reader and my mom got me this book and I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." But it sat on my my shelf for two months before I opened it because I just I'm not I'm not a reader and then I went on vacation and I was like I kind of want to read on the plane I'm just gonna read this and then I read her what if introduction and I was like 
oh my gosh, I love this. More people need to hear this than me. And I know it's a book and I know that lots of people are reading it, but I feel like this is not necessarily something that my peers would read. So I was like, I got to get people in my school need to hear about this book because it is incredible. So that was my first marker. And that is what sparked my idea to make this podcast. That was my starting line was, was my what if. Your starting line is your what if. What if I made this podcast? What if I made this podcast about girls stop apologizing to get it to my peers to inspire someone that they can achieve their goal? That was my what if. My first marker was reading the book. My second marker was annotating. My third marker was filming the podcast. And then I was going to publish it and give it to you guys. Poof. Roadmap strategy. So she and guys they are work like (laughs) I had to read the book and then I had to go back and annotate and then I had to annotate again and then I had to film this podcast and I've been working every weekend for the past three or four weeks to get this to you like it is work like your what if you you have to know that your what if is going to be followed by some work so um, she said, you have, you've got to be relentless in your pursuit and flexible in your method. That's going back to the whole, you gotta, you got to be specific about your goal, but flexible about how you get there kind of thing. She says, if you're not getting effective answers, it's because you're not asking effective questions. Okay, <laughs> um, and then she says, go all in, go all in. At first, I was kind of just like, um, so I really want to do this podcast, you know, but I, I'm not tech savvy at all. Shocked I've gotten this far, but I really, really am passionate about this, and I really, really wanted to do this, so I kept pushing and I kept going, um, but I was like, okay, if this doesn't work out, then I, I can just write, you know, this thing about whatever. You know, just do a little writing project. It'll probably never get out into the world and never really have real meaning. It'll just be something I throw together. But the more I thought about this podcast, the more I was like, okay, well, if I have that mindset that if this is going to fail, then I have this to back it up, then I'm just going to, you know, not put all my effort in. And I'm just going to be like, well, you know, if it fails, then I'll go to this. But no, I really, really was passionate about this. And I went all in and I made it happen. And I saw the vision and I just, I kept going. And that is what has gotten me to, you know, like minute 30 now or whatever minute we're on. So I am so happy I've made it this far. I have worked three to four weeks every week weekend doing this and you know sometimes on the weekdays when I had free time um my five to thrive was definitely pushing over five hours the past three to four weeks just to get this to you guys and I'm I'm so happy and so blessed that I've gotten this far um I I I truly truly am so go all in her next point is have confidence confidence is a skill and love the way you look and own it. So, um, me and my friend Lily, um, we both love fashion, but we 
we dress very differently. So what I like is I like a little heeled boot with, you know, um, some leggings and a cute top with my hair curled. Um, and what she likes is these gym shoes and they're literally so adorable and they make you feel like you're jumping on a trampoline, which is like so fun. And with, um, some like baggy, like, but form-fitting, form-fitting but baggy, ripped jeans with a white crop and a flannel, and she has these bangs, and they're so freaking cute, and she totally, totally rocks it, and that, that is what makes her feel confident, and she totally owns it, but let me tell you, I could not rock and own the bangs like she does, so own your look, and it doesn't have to be like someone else's, because how you dress and how someone else dress is totally, totally different. Lily and I are best friends, and we do not wear the same thing, and our, I do not have bangs, and she does, and she totally rocks them, and I can never do that. So kudos to her for totally rocking her bangs. Um, so love the way you look and own it. How to act. Act confident even if you're not, hang out with the right people. All right, I'm going to ask this question because I think I think a lot of people in my school really need to be asked this question and really need to think about this question and really reflect on it, all right? Are you ready? How do the people you hang out with carry themselves? How do the people you hang out with carry themselves? I want you to pause this video right now. And I want you to write down the five people you hang out with the most. And I want you to write how they carry themselves. And I really want you to be thinking about that. Because that is huge. All right. So she talks about persistence. It's easy to see someone else's success and be discouraged by it because we assume our first efforts won't measure up. You guys, goals are temporary, so keep working hard. When I first um, listened to one of Rachel's Rise Conference podcasts, I was like, oh my gosh, my podcast is going to be nowhere near where that is. Let me tell you, I listened to podcast number like 132 of hers, and this is podcast number one for me. So yeah, of course my first efforts are going to measure up to her 131st podcast. Of course. So then she talks about effectiveness. You guys, don't make a to-do list, make a result list. Be specific and focus in on something. Only make it two or three things. Challenge what isn't working. Create your own productive environment. Know your distractions and avoid them. So I wanted to fast Snapchat, but I didn't want to like completely delete it. Um, this was in January, I think our church did this. And what I did was I moved Snapchat all the way over to like the last like, you know, little page on my phone and I put it in like the corner and like so I'd have to you know swipe really far and it's still there because Snapchat I feel like is one of my biggest distractions so I put it all the way over my phone all the way up in the corner you have to swipe forever to go get to it most people when 
they take my phone and they try to find Snapchat, they literally can't find it because it's like hidden. So, you know, try and avoid your distractions. I know it's hard to like cut them out completely, but the best you can do is something like what I did and like try to avoid them. Um, check yourself to make sure you are still headed in the right direction. So measure your progress. Um, positivity. You choose your mindset and how you look at things. Have you guys ever heard of E plus R equals O, event plus reaction equals outcome? Always be thinking about that. So I really hope you enjoyed this. We are to the end of Girl Stop Apologizing. I really hope you guys are thinking about some of this and how to achieve your goals. And with that being said, I am going to start achieving some of mine. I am going to make a podcast channel. Yay! And my next podcast is going to be Fact versus Opinion. And I'm going to give some of my opinions and back them up with facts. I'm going to get stuff from outside sources. And I'm going to dig into some of the fact versus opinion things that are, you know, some myths about what people think about it and some truths about what people think about it. So please be looking on my social media accounts for that. And please subscribe to my podcast channel. Um, you guys can do anything you set your mindset to. So dream on.